I love money and money loves me. That's a money affirmation from Gold Guy Reverend Ike. What is your relationship with money? What is a relationship with money? And how is your relationship with money impacting your financial goals? Let's talk about it on today's episode of Gold Girl Unlimited. Girl Unlimited Podcast, the personal development podcast designed to empower women like you to be, do, and have all the good that you desire and deserve. <laughs> I'm your host, Kenya Halliburton, and today we're going to talk about emotions and money with our Gold Girl, Emily Scholl. Emily is a behavioral coach and creator of me, myself, and money.com, and she has a passion for helping you, us, Gold Girls, get unstuck so that we can feel deeply satisfied with our life. So let's talk to Emily. Hey, Emily. Hi, Kenya. Thanks for having me. I am so excited to have met you and that we are getting to have this conversation because so many of us women have, you know, blocks around money. And so I feel like this is one of those topics that we can never get enough of, right? (laughs) I totally agree. Awesome. So let's jump into all the goodness. Um, Let's start by just kind of talking about your own journey. You actually were drawn to money and finances. So can you talk a little bit about your journey and, you know, your journey to becoming a behavioral money coach? Yeah, sure. I'd love to. So I've always had two really long-term passions and one of them happened to be personal finance. Now, I know not everyone can relate to this, um, but I but I was really lucky to have some good uh, money circumstances growing up. I received an allowance and that really allowed me to, you know, save money and buy the things that I wanted to that my mother wouldn't buy for me because she thought they were junk. And so to me, money from an early age became a source of freedom for me. And later on, it became a source of security for me. And so... I don't know. I I had just always been attracted to like anything personal finance related, but I never did anything about it as a career. I spent most of my career in nonprofit and um, in academia. And um, my other longtime passion is personal development because I spent decades trying to figure out myself better and trying to figure out why it was that for so long, I just felt overwhelmed by almost everything. And so I did a lot of work and I finally got to the root of those issues. And I am really surprised that now I work at the intersection of these two. And so that happened because I decided to get a master's degree in financial planning. And at that time, I thought I was going to be a financial advisor. Uh, But during the program, I noticed that a lot of my classmates who were already working in the financial field they just weren't talking about money as this holistic emotional experience that it is in our lives. They just thought that there was a financial solution to every problem. And I just didn't see it that way. So I just went off on it and just did my own research and learned more about the emotional side of money. And that just led me to becoming a certified money coach and a behavioral money coach. So that just means that I work with people to understand 
and really heal and transform their relationship with money because it is so highly emotional and it's attached to everything that we do in life and it's attached to all of the relationships that we have. So it is just so important to get this clear in our own heads. I love that. Um, I love that you spoke about your your childhood and how that played a role and how you viewed money and what your relationship with money was. So there's so many juicy details in your story I'd like to dig into, but you talked about relationships. So let's kind of use that to segue. Um, we hear a lot about money in terms of our relationship with our spouse and significant others and things like that and how it you know impacts our relationships with them for the positive or the negative. But we rarely hear about the relationship with our own relationship with money. So can we talk a little bit about why you think that is? Like, why do you think we don't really talk about relationship and money in those terms? And just it's more kind of tactile, like you mentioned. Yeah, I think that's because we're, you know, we we're in this culture where money is in one bucket and everything else is in the other bucket, especially personal development, you know, um, figuring out about yourself, getting to the root of your issues, trying to figure out what's working, what's not working, being introspective. You know, we put that in one bubble and then we think money is completely separate. And what I've come to understand doing this work myself and working with clients is that when you actually join the two of these together, it is the most amazing and powerful personal work that you can do. When you look at your money history or your history in general through the lens of money, it, it brings up so much clarity as to why you actually behave the way you do around money. Because it's, you know, because money is tied to everything, it's complex. We learn so much about money from our parents' money habits. You know, we tend to either take those on subconsciously or reject them subconsciously. But either way, it's not a choice. It's just we grow up with this. We see our parents. We see the choices that they make. And we kind of just adopt those or reject them. And until we take a look at, you know, what's really authentically mine, um, we end up in so much conflict. There are so many people who, you know, we tend to really judge ourselves for our financial decisions and often feel guilty if we spend money or if we don't, or if we do one thing instead of another and we doubt ourselves. And a lot of that comes from not really examining um, all the money beliefs that were in front of us when we were growing up and then deciding, you know what, which ones are really authentically mine and which ones did I just inherit? Which ones can I let go of because they're not serving me anymore? So all of this has to do with our relationship with money. And, and then of course, our own childhood experiences play into this as well. You know, we tend to think that if we have money strategies, if we just read a book and know how to invest money or how to save it, then that's gonna be the answer to everything. But actually, so much of the answer is lies within ourselves and all of the uh, experiences that we had growing up. You know, did we feel loved? Did we feel heard? Did we feel taken care of? Could we rely on people? All of this is directly related to money. So when you take a look at your life through that lens, it's incredibly revealing and incredibly healing, and it goes far beyond the bank. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you said so much there. 
I think that I know I was just thinking about my own childhood and how that's, you know, what I saw play out in my own life. You know, we were um, we were loved, but we had money problems. You know, we moved a lot. You know, I never felt poor, but I could tell there was just I guess I think I picked up there just wasn't enough. And so I watched that kind of play out in my life. And I see this in myself and other women where it's like we say, I want my life, financial life to look like this. And we may be doing a lot of things that seem like it's designed to make that happen. But then we wake up and we say, why isn't it happening? <laughs> and I think you're, you're, you're speaking to some of the underlying unconscious, subconscious programming that we picked up over the years that if we tap into personal development and become do the work to become more aware that we can start to chop down and, and remove those layers and get to the core to kind of fix that is that kind of yeah absolutely absolutely and that's yeah what you just said about yes when when you feel when you are trying strategies when you're trying to reach a goal and you can't get there no matter what you do that's a really good sign that you just need to take a step back and try to gain perspective on where is this coming from where in my history is this coming from and connect those dots to see that pattern of behavior so that you can go back and, and heal it it is it's incredible work, but it's difficult as all, you know, personal growth is. You have to go through the pain in order to come out the other side, but it's so worth it. I was just think of that. It's so worth it, though. Yes. <laughs> it's yes. like an investment. Yes. yes. So let's talk about um, this idea of good or bad when it comes to our relationship with money. Is that something we should be thinking? Because I heard you talk about earlier about judgment, and I think um, it's it's quite common for us to think, oh well, I'm good with money, or, or no, I'm I'm bad, I'm bad with money. Um, so should we even be thinking about money and our relationship with money in terms of good or bad? Um, uh, yeah, I tend to not like those words. <laughs> so I would think how how helpful, how healthy, how peaceful is your relationship with money? I think that's a really better guide. You know, are you, and all that means is, are you able to use money to meet the goals that you have in life that are aligned with your personal values? You know, so if you can answer yes, definitely, or yeah, sometimes, but things sort of get in the way, um, you know, that that's a good gauge for that. And there are there are many ways in which we can have an uncomfortable relationship with money. We can have trouble attracting money. We can have trouble keeping it. We can earn a good salary, but then oh, I just don't know where it goes. Um, and money avoidance can fall under that as well. Um, or we can have trouble enjoying money. And that can that can even uh, represent itself in a variety of ways, whether it be, you know, we're spending money on eating dinner out and then we judge ourselves and we feel like we made a bad decision or we have plenty of money, but we don't let ourselves enjoy it because we don't feel like we deserve it. So it's, it's a very personal and, uh, yeah, individual journey to take to understand where you are in that relationship and what you need to do to feel uh, better and and yeah, better about that. 
I know one of the statements that comes to mind is um, there's a song called um, She Works Hard for the Money. You're right. <laughs> um, and it's, it, it is something that I've seen in my own life and a lot of us women where we feel like we have to work hard to deserve the money that we get. And so that seems to be a mindset thing as well to unpack. And I love how you talked about um, just those little elements of how it can manifest in our relationship with money can manifest in different ways. And one of the ways that I, I can definitely relate to is enjoying the money. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I think I know I can do a better job at that. Um, so really, really good. Um, one of the things, Emily, that I see a lot even in the work that I do when I'm working with business women is this concept of them kind of downplaying money um, in terms of their business. And I know that sounds weird, but I'll hear women say, um, oh, well, you know, I'm making money. You know, I, I want to do this business. And then they'll give like this whole like speech about how they want to help other people and what they want other people to do. And but they never kind of talk about their gains and what they want to get out of the value that they give. Or it'll be like, well, I don't I'm, I don't really I have a day job, so I don't really need a lot of money for this thing that I'm doing. It's like, yeah, but money would help you actually do that better. You know, you could pour, you know, create money. So I see this kind of these kind of mindset things play out a lot. So what are some of the the tips or um, strategies that you can give us as it as it relates to improving our relationship with money? Sure. Yeah. And that's so common. I think especially women were often raised to not ask for too much and not want or expect too much, you know, and we really get kind of scolded uh, or put down if if we, if people think that we're asking for too much or want too much. And so that's something that, that is, that's so, so incredibly common. And so a really good tip and a fun way to start to understand your relationship with money is to get out a pencil and a piece of paper and draw a picture draw a picture of your relationship with money. And I need to say right away, you do not have to have any artistic ability. I have none and it works. Um, It works because when we think about a picture, we're not using our rational brain, we're using more of the creative side of our brain and thinking holistically. And so that includes all of the emotional elements that are in there as well. So. I had someone do this just last night and you can do it either two ways. You can literally draw the picture or if if you really feel like you can't represent what you're thinking, then just visualize it and then write down what you're visualizing. So last night I was doing this and someone came up with this really beautiful image of um, her husband was driving a truck and it was dumping money into the street. It was a truckload of money and her pockets were outstretched. She didn't have any. And there was a dragon overhead breathing fire. So all this money was in you know, jeopardy of being blown up in smoke. And she was trying to protect it. So just in that, that simple image that just took a moment to come up in her head, you can see so many details and you can learn so much you know, about what money means in her life right now and point to the areas that she needs to work on in order to feel more peaceful and calm with money. 
that's a really, really great strategy. And I, I love the fact that you have options for people who can't draw. <laughs> but I, I love that because it, um, from what I understand, you know, this whole concept of personal development, visualization is just a really power, powerful tool, period. And so to be able to have fun ways to dig into some of the more challenging aspects of our relationship with money and digging into that because sometimes it can feel scary. I love the idea of that's a great habit hack, you know, drawing out your relationship with money and analyzing that like a dream, like, you know, I'm into like dream, um, dream analyzations. You know, I love analyzing dreams. And so I think that's a, that's a really beautiful hack. Um, now you have a, a quiz on your website and I'm a huge personality geek. like I love personality tests and so yeah and I took your quiz and it was very interesting so I don't have to talk to you about that um but it's is awareness we talked about awareness earlier is taking a money type quiz uh one of the ways that we can start to unpack that awareness around our relationship with money as well Absolutely. Yeah. The quiz, it takes five or 10 minutes to take. And it's deceptively uh, simple. It just gives you a list of words and you check off whether this um, has to do with your relation, you know, whether this describes your feelings or beliefs around money. And they're very emotional words. And so it paints such a good and accurate picture that people tell me over and over again, they're really surprised how much this matches how they feel about money in their lives. And so, um, yeah, it breaks down your money habits by uh, eight different archetypes. And so um, it actually comes with also a video a few days later. So I haven't gotten to yours yet. <laughs> but a few days later, I have a personalized video that I send uh, with the results. So you can get a breakdown of what exactly this means and what the different archetypes mean and, and some strategies to go forward. So, yeah, it's a free quiz and it's just a great way to begin to understand what money is in your life right now so that you know the areas that you need to focus on in order to transform those. Right. So it sounds like maybe, you know, once you're aware of what it is based on what your money relationship or money stories are now, is it possible for your personality type to change over time? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. With work. And also um, when we go through transitions in life, we're always faced with new situations. So in those times, we often... Um, the the archetypes that might not be as strong might rise to the surface in in those areas because they're new and we're being tested in a way in, in the in that time. Yeah, so they can definitely change over time. But with attention and with work, they definitely change for the better. I love that so much. Um, there's a guy by the name of T. Harv Ecker. Um, he wrote a book called um, Secrets of a Millionaire Mind. And he has this thing, this little mantra, he says, like, in, within five minutes, I can tell uh, what's in your bank account or something like that. He can tell, like, what your earning level is or what your money life looks like. And I'm just curious to know, like, with this money personality quiz, do you find that after, you know, a few minutes or, you know, some time speaking with someone, you can kind of get an idea for kind of where they fall in terms of their relationship with money or maybe their money personality? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's very clear by the quiz results. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. I love that so much. <laughs> 
So talk to us a little bit about what it looks like to work with a behavioral money coach, because a lot of people don't really know what that is or that that even exists. So talk to us about what that experience is like and, and how you work with people through to improve their relationship with money. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it, it's, it's it's a very new thing. It's not something that people wake up and think, oh, I need to work with a behavioral money coach. Let me go try to find one. Um, but I think the best, best way to describe it is that it's really a blend between like a therapist and a, a, a finance professional um, in that I work short term with people. Uh, an individual session is only four sessions and it's very intense and powerful work. And I help you understand your money biography in a way that is going to make you aware of all of these subconscious patterns of behavior. We get right to the root of where they came from so that you can do that healing and, and transform them into something that's yeah, just really peaceful and calm. It's amazing in four weeks, the difference it makes in, in people's attitude toward money and their ability to work to their goals in a way that they weren't able to before. I love that so much. Thank you for sharing that. So I want to ask you, um, do you have any favorite resources or books that you would recommend for us to, you know, kind of help us on this journey to, you know, enhance and improving our relationship with money? Sure. I do. On my website, I have a, a page full of resources. So that includes both financial resources, uh, free resources, as well as professionals. If you're looking for help with anything from taxes to a financial plan, um, I also have some book recommendations there as well. And again, that's everything from practical uh, information about money, you know, savings and budgeting, um, all the way to the, you know, the emotional side and money relationship things. And what else do I have? There? Yeah, yeah. So it's really great information on the resources page. I love that so, so much. Thank you so much, Emily, for sharing this wealth of knowledge for us. You know, we go girls um, really want to be, do, and have all the good that we deserve and desire. And you have um, just provided us with yet another opportunity and resource to help us along that path and journey. So thank you so much. You're welcome, Thank you so much for having me. All right. Um, for those of you who want to learn more from Emily, you can visit her at me, myself, and money.com <laughs> and learn more how, how you connect with her and, you know, get her to help you improve your relationship with money. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Bye.